Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. You asked. You demanded it. We brought him back. Disgusting Justin is back on the show again today. He teased out a story at the end of the last episode. And I was like, yo, man, we recorded super late. Dan was trashed. I mean, absolutely fucking house. It's rare that Dan gets that fucked up. Uh, And he rages too. Uh, We had a great time. We recorded it like shit, man, one in the morning. And uh, it was old school, old school drinking bros. I love it. Everybody hit us up after that episode. They were like, dude, discussing Justin's fucking great, man. Let's get that guy on a lot more. And I was like, bet, dude. So he's on today and uh, another wild episode. I love this dude, man. Justin Governale, uh, big fan of him, dude. Uh, but first, we got some sponsors. Pay for this whole shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put a little BRCC in that mug and get your day started. Made with the hands of veterans. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com now. Uh, sign up for their, their Coffee Club of the Month program, man. It's the jam. Uh, also, Burt Koontz has a new blend with them called Smoke Hammer. That uh, they're really selling the shit out of that. And I'm amped, man. Um, Bert and the boys are opening up a new coffee shop in Sheridan, Wyoming in June. And uh, super stoked for those guys. Uh, proud of them. Proud of Black Rifle Coffee. Support the company. Go to blackriflecoffee.com right now. Sign up. Use the promo code Bros 20 for 20% off. Next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash Bros. Woo-hoo. Sleep's so good, it's scary. Big things are popping off with Ghostbed, man. We're doing a we're doing a big a big deal with them coming up next month, and uh, couldn't be more stoked about it. You guys love them, we love them. It's probably the the best feedback we've ever gotten besides Black Rifle to to every single product uh, we've had on the show. Every every single sponsor we've had on the show, of like, hey man, the ghost bed was the shit. Thanks for not lying to me. Of course, I, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, also, the fact that they, you know, put up a thing on their website for a permanent fifteen percent off for all military and first responder is is amazing, man. If you're a military first responder, fifteen percent off forever. That's like an extra two hundred dollars savings on all of this shit. More if you're getting the bundle packages, man, um, with the adjustable bases and the mattress and the pillows. Also, thirty six month no interest pay as you go program. No one is doing that on the internet. If you need a mattress. They are the finest in the land. They got the cooling sheets up in that bitch too. Uh, and if you're a regular civilian like myself, they got deals. Uh, 100, 100 bucks off the classic mattress, $200 off the Ghost Lux. Uh, and they're always throwing in free pillows. And the free pillows are just as good as the bed. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and get on it, man. Love those guys. Next up, we got Raycon. Love Raycon. They are new to the show. They are true to the show. Headphones, man, finally at a fucking decent price. I love these goddamn things. Look, full disclosure, we, re- we reached out to, uh, to Beats by Dre and said, hey, man, uh, can we get a discount for our listeners on these headphones? Everybody works out. Everybody's always wearing headphones everywhere they go these days. And they were like, no, because we're, we're Apple and we don't really give a shit. Uh, then we hit up Snoop Dogg's company. 
Um, it's Snoop Dogg, Ray J, and like like Cardi B in them. And I was like, dude, everybody's wearing these fucking things. Will you give us a discount? They're like, yes, absolutely. And our headphones are way cheaper than than Beats by Dre. I was like, how much are your headphones? They're like seventy bucks. And I was like, dope. Can we get a fucking twenty percent off of that as well? They're like, yes, you can. Uh, finally, we got a headphone company that looks cool. Stylish. Uh, you can get that shit wet. You can sweat in it. You could you could hammer away all day long. You can listen to the podcasts in them. Go to buyraycon. That's r a y c o n dot com. That is buyraycon dot com. Um, and buy uh, forward slash drinking bros. Get these today, dude. Get them today. Go to buyraycon dot com forward slash drinking bros. Twenty percent off headphones, man, and they're cool as shit. Um, they look great. You can work out in them. I love them. I, I can't recommend these headphones enough, and I'm glad they're on the show. I don't need Beats by Dr. Dre anymore because I'm buying my, my headphones at buyraycon.com forward slash drinking bros. You get 20% off. That brings the headphones down like 50 bucks or something. It's awesome, man. Love this company. Last but not least, we got... We interrupt this podcast to give you a very special announcement about boners. Okay, cool. I'll talk about dicks, boners, soft dicks. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. Look, I'm guilty of it myself. I try to pick up an entire mountain on my own. No bigs, got a little hurt, didn't see the doctor. But the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Treat your boner. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. Ooh, dick doctors. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can stay in the closet. Shh. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash bros. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved erectile dysfunction meds delivered right to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Come on, little guy. What are you waiting for? Guys, go online, get checked out by a doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. Yep, we're still talking about hard dicks. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash DrinkingBros. That's GetRoman.com slash DrinkingBros for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash DrinkingBros to help your boner. Get there. I'm gonna shoot. Here is disgusting Justin. What's up, Are you guys? drinking coffee? Or is I there am. booze in there? It's it's Black Rifle Coffee. It's Black Rifle oh, Coffee. Shit. Yeah, it is. Disgusting Justin's back. Thank God. I, you look like you just had sex twice. Is it true? Uh, I may or may not have with myself. But at <laughs> least when you have sex by yourself, it's with someone you love. Yeah. Not really. I mean, if, if in my case, that's definitely not true. Yeah. 
No, yeah. In your case, you hate yourself. I, I it's do. It's not that I hate myself. I'm just ambivalent to my entire existence. Like, yeah, I exist. That's cool. Whatever. I'm half white, and I watch a lot of Fox News, so, or I'm sorry, a lot of CNN, and I hate myself because I'm half white. So. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to get rid of your white, white, white privilege. Yeah. yeah, but I caught you. So th- it was Fiesta in San Antonio this past mm. weekend, and I, I didn't catch you, but I saw you. You caught uh, wearing a. a a fucking speedo with a luchador mask and a cape. Yeah, and then uh, you were holding a sign that said "Build the Wall." Yeah. So what the fuck was that about? It was uh, honestly one of the funnest weekends I've had in the last ten years, hands down. Um, I just wore an American flag speedo. We did a race they, every year. They have fiesta and they have a night parade, and the parade right. kicks off with a bunch of people that run in costume. So I have a, a buddy that I oddly enough met him at that bar, still golden, right? I met him there. Great he, name for a bar. Great. It's, it's an awesome name. Still really Golden is. is awesome. So their, their story is they used to call themselves Golden Gloves and they were getting sued by some boxing association, right? And they were like, you must change the name. And so they changed it to Still Golden because, it, you know, kind of stuck with the name kind of as a, as a fuck you back to them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's a great bar. I live across the street. No big deal. But yeah, man, I met my buddy Jason there. And my buddy, he actually, I went to Iraq with him. I went to Iraq with him. I had no idea. He ends up rubbing my ear saying, hey, bro, you train jiu-jitsu. Let's train together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And so he gives me his number and starts with 760. I'm like, why do you have that area code? And, oh, a long time ago when I was in the Marines. And I said, who are you with? He's like, 3-1. Uh, and I've got this giant tattoo on my stomach right here of the Brahma Bull. I show it to him and boom, fucking turns out we went to Iraq together and know all the same people. It's fucking awesome, right? We just didn't know each other. So anyway, oh, that's is, the guy that came out with us that night. Yeah, like a month ago. But or dude, whatever. he's six four. Yeah, he's huge. Right, and I'm fucking five 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 six on Tinder, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, uh, man, it's funny. I got this other buddy who's Mexican. He talks like this. You know what I mean, right? His name's Jaime. He actually and talks like that, or he, he does it as a no. Goof? He no. He's he's from Mexico, man. Like, and he he does really well for himself. Um, but dude, it was me, him, and another buddy, and we all dressed up as wrestlers. Of course, I wore the American flag speedos and the luchador mask, and a cape, and my buddy uh, Jason, he, he dressed up as a Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan it's yeah. on my Instagram, but he's 6'4", again, a really big Hulk Hogan, and then you got the other Mexican that talks like this, right, and the he dressed up, I'm Gene Simmons, who, Gene Simmons, who, oh, Gene Simmons, oh, my, and I couldn't understand him because I'm half, you know, so, um, <laughs> so, the other half couldn't yeah. hear him, the and other then, half was rebelling, like, and I, then, I can't, and no, then my other can't. buddy, uh, dressed up as Nacho Man, right? And he was just running around telling people, snap into a Slim Jim. And so, macho. Oh, macho, macho. Macho Man, man yeah, yeah, Macho Man. Macho Man. And so we Nacho hop- Man would be, was he Mexican? Uh, yes, he is, yeah, actually. Yeah, well, there you go. It could be Not, it's like a man. mix of Nacho Libre, which is Jack Black, so, and then... Yeah. We, we jump on, on these scooters, right? And my buddy's credit card wasn't working. And so because his card wasn't working, we just had to make it a mile down the road. So my buddy that's 6'4", Hulk Hogan, gets Gene Simmons and says, bro, just hold on to me, man. We'll, we'll scoot her down. It's only a mile. So he's hugging on to him so he doesn't fall. And so I come flying down in a Speedo with my cape flapping everywhere. And then you got Macho Man, right? And we're dressed real flamboyant, all these bright colors. And then all you hear is like, we're hauling ass and we're going, you know, people are honking occasionally. And as we're going by, you hear, and you just hear, 
fucking queers. <laughs> right. And we turn and we just start laughing because what am I going to do? Like get off in my speed and be like, you want to go? You want to go fruitcake? Right. Yeah. And this guy's just angry, man. He's fucking pissed. And I couldn't help but to just scream of laughter. Right. And some other guy pulled out of his vehicle or he, he pulled over, got out of his vehicle and he didn't just flip us off. He was like, fuck you. Like they were angry, dude. And if they only knew that it's like a bunch of vets, right? They're like, it, I mean, I'm comfortable with fucking other dudes, you know? So, no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> no, I'm comfortable with, you know, with who I am Dude, and all that shit. Is that still a thing? Do people get out and yell Dude, at gay people? Why they would- did. And, and I've got one more. We're going to hop on the shuttle to make it to the race, right? And, uh, Dude, we're about to hop on the shuttle, and this the bus driver hopped out, and he looks us all up and down with his jaw open, and he just looks around, and I shit you not, he's wearing a Make America Great Again hat, right? And his jaws just dropped, and he goes, you guys better catch the next bus. And we all start laughing. I'm like, wow, not fitting the stereotype at all, right? <laughs> but, but, dude, it was funny. We were dressed like fucking like flamboyantly gay and it is the most fun i've ever had in my life <laughs> that, like you may have discovered something about yourself you had a, like it, it appeared to be an american flag speedo yeah that's yeah. right yeah and, a and dude, we ran a 5k like that we kicked off the parade and holy we're shit. doing wrestling matches in the middle of the run uh we would be like belt belt and two guys would pretend to fight each other and they pin them and as people were running by us in the race People we were counting, getting the crowd, one, two, three, and we'd pin them, you know, and we'd take the belt off, I'm the new champ. Like, we were hammered, by the way, when we ran this race. Uh, it was fucking fun, dude. All these girls are just running up to us, like, let me get your number, let me get your picture. And I was like, like, are you not entertained? <laughs> you know, even the dude that, that, that yelled at us, fucking queers, like, that was funny, dude. That was just random. Like, imagine just minding your business, riding around on a scooter in yeah. a speedo with a flopping cap and a little mask. And you, uh, you know what would have been a good addition to that is the fake drawn-on, like spray-painted abs or whatever, like yeah. airbrushed abs. Yeah, like from that three hundred spoof movie. Remember that shit? Oh yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even. There's contour. a guy. There's a, there's a real guy who's, who that's his sole job is to paint on the abs. The three hundred abs guy mm-hmm. gets paid fucking mad cash dude to do that for music videos and all that shit uh i know i know he used to do it exclu- like for french montana and a bunch mm-hmm. of those guys for the rap that's crazy shit. but if you turn you'll see it's just a normal body with yeah. painted on abs yeah. and you're like what the fuck so anybody that's could a do this. that's a good artist though really good artist really good artist i wonder how much money he makes ah uh, fuck man I, I i forget i i know on that shoot he was making somewhere like three to five k a day for doing that, which, hey, man, congratulations. 5K day. Fucking awesome, right? Mad, man. But if you can have amazing looking abs, that's worth, that's well worth the 5K for, for not doing it. Yeah, man. For not yeah, working but out. But how long you know? does it last? Uh, you know, until you, until you wash it off. Like, those guys were in makeup and wardrobe all goddamn day. So he has to, like, if you were going to live that fucking fake life, you'd have to have that dude at your house every morning. Pretty much, unless you walk, you know, showered or whatever. I mean, you could probably go a couple of days. Yeah, maybe. I'd imagine. Um, I, w- I want to talk about this weird fucking story that happened here with Burger King yesterday. Did you see this thing? How they're doing unhappy meals? Oh, no. Nice. Unhappy meals. So, I saw that they just went wide with their veggie burger, which is apparently it, people like it. So. Yeah, the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're doing this thing for Mental Health Awareness Month called... No one is happy all the time. What the fuck? And so they're unhappy meals. They have a DGAF meal, don't give a fuck meal. No way. A salty meal, um, a pissed meal, 
And then a yes meal. What's what's the uh, what's the source? Is this legit? Yeah, this is this is NBC. Also, I'm looking at so, your screen. Why are you getting uh, grinder advertisements all over and STD checkups? All oh, over you the know screen? what? That's that's a great one, and I'll get to that in a second. For real, um, it's because of the gay sex and STDs. Oh. But, so Burger King did a commercial. It's about a two-minute commercial. It's too. for this? Yes, that ran with it. And it's these people like getting bullied and like sad inside their houses. And then they're like, man, I'm not happy all the time. And my food shouldn't reflect that. And it, they're going to run for a month. The and it says fuck? the real moods, this is what Burger King says, the real moods will help uh, raise awareness about mental health. Um, I don't understand why what is I, this helping somebody yeah, give i me mean a fucking piss well, here's meal. here's what's helping we're sitting here talking i was about, about to say that to yeah. fucking marketing hundreds of thousands of people that's why they did it it's fucking crazy they should make a kill yourself meal or just do it already no that's that should be the the black one put a skull and crossbones on it and inside of it it's just a gun and a bullet <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> do it pussy do it if you're this unhappy do yeah. it when you open up the box it's just you get random boxes. One's got a noose. <laughs> noose in it. Yeah. yeah. One's got a, a handgun and one bullet. Cyanide pill. Do you they remember? Just, cyanide I had pills. I had that idea for the for the like e-commerce site, like dicks by mail, but it's suicide by mail. And you fucking send your buddies like a, it's like a letter and confetti comes out and then there's like a fucking pack of razor blades in there or something. Yeah. It's like just, it just says kill yourself. Do it. Yeah. You keep talking about it. <laughs> that's all you keep. That's all you say. Hey man, you keep talking about this. Like I thought I'd send you this box. Why don't you do it? I'll have the uh, do it pussy <laughs> um, with extra large fries. <laughs> do you know what's going to be really interesting out of this, though, for real, is... Uh, the Stranglebation Burger? That, ooh. <laughs> I'm thinking about the best burger I've had plus the best Stranglebation experience I've had at the same time. Man. Because if you're, if you're, you're going to strangle bait. You might as well have a double Whopper with cheese. Yeah. Like, that's a great what, day. Do you like the double Whopper with cheese? What's your... Do you go to Burger King? Uh, tacos only. Oh, oh really? Nah, I'm kidding. I, uh, piece of shit. I actually don't eat fast food. Really? Yeah. Because uh, you're, you're training for a fight. Just in general, man. Uh, I had a buddy a long time ago. It was 2009, 2009 or 2010. I had a buddy that just would not eat McDonald's. And he's like, look it up, man. Look it up. And... uh I mean, whatever. We all saw that documentary. I don't even remember the name of it back in the day. But I just, there's no need, dude. There's so many other options at this point that you're like, I'm hungry. Real quick, I need to eat something. Fuck it, I'll just make some eggs, right? Yeah. You've seen like my just, refrigerator. It's all meal preps. Yeah, They're, yeah, they're always yeah. in there. It's just it's so just much like, easier, man. Like, if you just cut that out of your life and you cut out, like, sodas out of your life, even when I cut out beer in general, uh, dude, you feel good. And out of nowhere, what do you know? I magically lost 10 pounds, right? So... Right. It's just easy, man. It's it's like an easy fix. Not super health nut, but that's just where I'm at. Going back to that grinder combo yeah. you were saying about why why that shit's always on there. I, f I feel like porn in particular is changing, and they're trying to get people. I feel like it's, it's almost the left that's controlling porn, that they're trying to get you into more gay shit. So, like, more and more dude ads pop up for, like, weird shit where you're like, hey, man. Why, why is there a fucking giant boner in a pair of underpants next to the shit that I'm getting? And they're like, oh, get this thing. Or maybe it's the weird shit that I'm ordering. Because I ordered, be. I ordered that onesie for that video shoot. Oh, yeah. That music video. And that apparently is big in the, in the homosexual community. Well, I mean, also, that might just be like an affinity group profile. Yeah. And so they assume that some a dude in his early 40s 
who's six foot three that's ordering a onesie is probably the other dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah probably. Making, that's a big assumption to make, but it's not. It's not. No, nah, it's not really at all. Because if you're a grown man ordering a onesie, you, you will probably touch a wiener. But a lot of porn is switched over to incest porn. Yeah. It's like all, the names. It's, are, why, why is that? So it's know. all like, you He's know. He's got a hot cousin. Stepmom. Right. And yeah, I mean, I understand it from somebody is, like you. Is it ever you're like. You're a dirtbag. And like. He, yeah, you, you ever, match you ever, with your sister on Tinder for yeah. those in the audience who don't fucking remember that story. Yeah. You ever. Uh, it's it's kind of like when you're watching porn and a girl's giving like two dudes a BJ and she's going to one and going to the other and you're just, you know, you're watching, you're strutting along. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And she takes them both and puts them in her mouth at the same time. And both of the dudes are like, oh, and their cocks are rubbing together. And you're like, no. Yeah. And you got to fucking. Exit and look for another porn. Could and you're you like, finish? Oh, yes or no? I cannot confirm nor deny. Does <laughs> <laughs> that happen to you? What's that? Two, like you and your buddy at the same time, and then both cocks. No, in her I mouth. I had a, a threesome one time, and it wasn't the good kind. You with, know, with two girls. No, no, no. It was it was three it, dudes. It was all dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was no girls whatsoever. Yeah. Just to confirm, there was no girls whatsoever yeah, in the room. Yeah, it's not the good kind of threesome. <laughs> no, I've never I've never done that. Uh, I mean, I've I've had whatever. I had a buddy one time. That topic came up the other night at dinner. Remember, Jared? Jared was like, "Yeah, I could I could do that," and I was like, "God damn it, man! No, I couldn't do it." I, I had a buddy one time that was like, oh, I've had a threesome. And he's like, I've had a lot of threesomes. And then that's where I got that joke from. He's like, they've never been the good kind. But <laughs> I've, actually, laughing. I've actually been talking to people about this lately, like other people who are into that kind of shit. I'm like, the male, male, female threesome, usually, here's the thing. So if it's two dudes and one woman, uh, the dudes are trying, mostly trying to just not touch each other's dicks. right? Yeah. But if it's two women and a guy, Mo- more than likely the women are into other women yeah so it's like they're everything's going right there sure you know what i mean i just think it's caught like if you're a, a bi dude i guess it'd be fine or if I've, you just or if you just like the voyeuristic part of where you're banging and there's somebody else in the room doing other stuff like yeah i mean look that that type of shit happens a lot like where you're Bro, just like oh I've, hey I, so a friend of ours i'm not gonna say who it is i'm not gonna say at all but was into like watching his wife get fucked by other dudes and then asked like a 60 year old dude to watch. And I was like, and yeah. join in and fuck yeah. his wife. And I was like, what? What? So, and that was a, that's a big age gap. Dude, I've full on had a crew of people watch me have sex. And I was 19 and I just was like, what the fuck? How, like, so a crew, how many is that? <laughs> an entire platoon, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead serious. Uh, I, met, I met this girl, right? This is the story of Priscilla. That I was talking about yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So funny that we're talking about this. Uh, I hooked up with her, and she had a hot friend in Oceanside. We're in Oceanside. We go to some motel room. We hook up. Cool. I'm like 19. Um, so the next day, my buddy calls me over, and he's like, "Hey, man, invite her over. Like, get her over and have her bring her hot friend." I'm like, "Bro, I've never had like a one night stand in my life. I just want to let this be." He's like, "No, dude, come on. Fine." I'll invite her and I'll invite her friend. So I call her over and I'm like, hey, I'm on Area 53. And she she tells me, oh, Camp Porno, I'll be there in 15. At this point, dude, I've been in the Marine Corps legit five months, like five and a half months, not even six, right? Because I went to boot camp, school of infantry, got to my unit. All my senior Marines just got back from Afghanistan, or I'm sorry, from Iraq, from Fallujah, Phantom Fury, like V push. And they're all fucked up. So they'll treat us like, fucking, come here, Marine. And I'd be like, aye, aye, Lance Corporal. They're, they're like the same rank as us, right? And we had to. So anyway, 
Um, I invite Priscilla over. Priscilla comes over, brings her friend, but brings over another Marine. So my buddy that was waiting looks at me and he says, looks like you're on your own, bud. So I'm like, I don't want to do this. But I lived in a squad bay. And for those of you listening that don't know what a squad bay is, it's this giant building. Uh, it fits like 100 people, right? And it's just bunk beds like you see in the movies all the way down because um, the Marine Corps just didn't have enough buildings for us, right? Go figure. So I bring her into my room. And or into the squad bay, and I'm like, hey, we have to be quiet. And so one is there marine, hundred people sleeping in there. There is, there is, right? And I'm like, we have to be quiet. But I stayed on the side. There was like six of us that stayed on the side of all the NCOs, like the sergeants and and the corporals and all that. And they had wall lockers separating us. And I could yell at night and be like, hey, or talk loud on the phone. And you just hear over the wall lockers, like, shut the fuck up, boot. And I'd be like, aye, aye, sergeant. Like, it's fuck. You had no freedom, no privacy. So one marine. That was my senior Marine just got back from Fallujah was always fucking mean to me. Walks over and he's like, hey, Governor, you're going to get in trouble if you bang around this side in your bed because the NCOs stay on this side. So there's restrooms that separated us. And on the other side, there's more beds. And he says, dude, I'll tell you what, just bang her on my bed. And I'm like, really, Lance Corporal? He's like, sure thing, Governor. I'm like, that's really nice of you. So I start going to town. I end up banging her in the bed. I'm going, I'm going, all the lights are off. And I look up, and the only reason why he told me to bang on his bed is when I look up, I've got like fucking, there's like 15, 20 motherfuckers just circled around pretending to play uh, PlayStation, right? And they're pretending, and I look up, and I just see the glare going off of one of my buddy uh, Garcia's glasses, yeah. and they're all pretending to jerk off, and I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. Like, I'm 19, and I look up, and there's like 15, 20 dudes just like giving me a thumbs up. Like, yeah, I'm like, dude, this is fucking weird. Like, I'm legit performing right now. So then I'm like, <laughs> let's get it, right? So... I end up going, I finish, and everybody fucking watched me have sex. So the morning comes. Did and people applaud? At no, no, no. They were just, she didn't know, right? Like she, oh, she didn't know. She didn't know because. That's cool that they didn't like ruin it. Yeah. But here's the deal. It definitely got ruined because <laughs> the next fucking morning, the Marine that told me that I could sleep in his bed, right, said, just make it in the morning. Okay, cool. So in the morning comes another one of my senior Marines, and he comes in from L.A. because he lived there. And uh, came back, just got back from war. Like, he stressed the fuck out. I got to the fleet like two weeks ago, right? And so he gets back and he's like, what the fuck? Who slept in my bed last night? And I'm like, oh my God, my heart starts racing. It's a guy that would treat me like shit and I had always listened to him, right? And I'm like, uh, Lance Corporal, you said that was your bed. And he's like, fuck no, dude. I just wanted to watch you bang, dude. Like, wait. So then he goes to tie his boot. And then he finds a condom wrapper, right? And he's like, who fucked in my bed last night? And instantly they're like, governor. And they dime me out, dude. So not only did everybody watch me have sex, uh, I got fucking murdered for it, right? The next day we got a two-hour lunch break. And he's like, you tired, governor? On your face. And he ate food and just thrashed me. He's like, you tired, governor? Why don't you go lay down on my bed? Fuck it. Jack off in my bed. We're boys, right? And I was like, Lance Corporal, <laughs> Lance Corporal, Contreras said, he'd be like, shut the fuck up. And I couldn't even explain myself So I just shut the fuck up I got murdered for two hours Was it worth it? Fuck yes it was <laughs> But but anyway real quick I'm gonna have to push this forward The story yeah. of Priscilla She wouldn't stop calling me So my buddy said uh, Give us her number dude Give us her number Everything's cool Okay here's her number I'm not gonna It's fine it's fine So they texted her Hey we're all at the beach Justin is showing up I of course never showed up They come Monday With a You know the camcorders This is 2005 Yeah like Sony Handycam Yeah, yeah. So 2005, they have a camcorder and they're like, check this out. And it's five of my buddies taking turns on her and they're all laughing and high-fiving each other. And I'm like, oh my God. And she wouldn't stop calling me. Like, I want to see you. So I texted her this, uh, I texted her and I'm like, how was sex this weekend? 
dot, 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 with five guys, dot, 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 at the same time. And then she says, not five, comma, four. And I'm like, oh, oh, that makes it so much better. So, dude, everybody passes her number around. Everybody keeps hooking up with her or whatever. And there's this one crazy motherfucker that went to Iraq. And apparently, the rumor has it, don't even know if this is true, he would carry around a, a piece of carved skull that he shot somebody. And he took a piece of the guy's skull and he carved a cross and he kept it in his in his breast pocket the, the rest of the battle in Fallujah, right? And so this guy is out of his mind. Got back from deployment, pissed all of his money away, like in days. And he starts banging Priscilla. And then he starts like falling in love with Priscilla. And everybody in the platoons run through her. And one day as a joke, he says, man, I would fucking, I, I need money. I need to take her on a date. I would let you guys fucking piss on me for some money right about now. And Marines are like, oh, Oh, did you say, okay, so they make, they make a deal, right? And it was like $25, $30, don't remember exact amount to like piss on you, right? And it was like $10 to watch and it was like 20 bucks to videotape, right? Holy shit, so, got a whole fucking menu over dude, there. Wow. So, so he fucking, and I won't say his name, right? But I fucking swear to you, I can bring other people on this podcast eventually to tell you guys that this is a legitimate story, right? So he says, I'll let you guys do it, whatever. They say, fuck it, they make a deal. And people are pounding water all day. And I remember people were jumping up and down, like holding their dicks, like, oh, I can't wait for 1630. It's going down. And they were holding their piss all day, bro. So fucking, we get Libo and he gets again, we live in a squad bay. He gets on his fucking knees in the shower and they, they lined a bench up there and everybody pulled their fucking cocks out. I didn't even pay, dude. And I was still watching, right? I just like creeped in there. Like, I don't think very many people paid. We just all fucking watched. And then uh, he got on his fucking knees and people are pissing and everybody's like, oh. On his face? Everywhere, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what yeah. the fuck, yeah. And dude. I'm like, what the fuck? I've been in the Marine Corps like three fucking weeks or three in the fleet, three weeks, right? I've been in the Marine Corps like six months. <laughs> Honor, courage, commitment, right? And I'm seeing all the shit, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're all pissed. And I remember he stood up and was like, Pleh, like some of it got in his mouth and he turns the fucking shower on he was wearing green skivvy shorts and he rinses off real quick he showers and when he runs out i'm like i can't believe i just fucking saw that shit he runs out and there's a dude holding a bouquet of roses in one hand and the wad of all the cash in the other hand and he fucking changes over he changes he gets dressed all nice he grabs the flowers grabs the cash and turns on and talks shit to all of us he's like i'll see you bitches later i'm going on a fucking date and he hops in his car with Priscilla. Holy shit. With shows. Priscilla. Way. Right. I this swear is to one God. of the craziest things yeah. I've ever fucking heard. And what's in my funny life. is, like, you cannot make this shit up. One, two, guaranteed there's people out here listening that if they were in the Marine Corps in a grunt barracks, guarantee this is going to, they're going to get nostalgic listening to this shit. Like, <laughs> dude, I remember this one. Like, trust me, dude, Marines are fucking crazy when they're, when they're young, dude. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the story of Priscilla that I was talking let about. Me, let me ask you that. Ever, yeah, did, yeah. Well, did they get married or what? what no, no, no. no. They, and- they definitely didn't. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what's going on with him in life right now. Last I hear or last I heard is uh, he's fucking. He's not doing too. Well. I, I'll be real with you. Like it's a funny situation, but um, just being honest, he went through a lot of shit in Fallujah. Like they were given orders to kill every civ- every single living creature, not even person, creature like dog, cat, uh, cows, goats. And that's what they did, right? Because they were given orders um, for whatever. And I think, you know, those guys come back and they're just not okay. Yeah, it's called the moral injury. Yeah. Explain it's, that. That's what psychologists call it. So, so uh, there, are, there are mental barriers in most people. And it's, it's uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it, socialization, just being part of society that teaches you 
that certain things are wrong and you feel it intrinsically. Like you know that it's wrong to murder people, for example. But we justify it by, you know, we're fighting for our country, we're doing war, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some people can compartmentalize like that. Some people, like me, are ambivalent to the whole thing. Some people can to a certain degree and then it ta- tapers off. Some people can't at all. Like one one death and they're all fucked up forever. Yeah. So it just it's, it depends on everybody. And I don't know if there's uh, any one right way to treat that. And there's, I, I don't, you can fucking talk about this too, but I don't know how you would identify that in somebody before they actually did the murder or did the, the killing. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what that would there's, even look like. There's a, a book, uh, I believe it's by Dave Grossman. Yeah, On Killing. On Killing. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, dude. And it talks about like the psychology and war of uh, killing another human. And it talks about like how most people sometimes they don't purposely aim what they'll do is shoot above or to the left and there's like a story in there that they're setting up like an ambush because they don't want to murder yeah, yeah because like and and i'll i'll be real to again i'm very raw in a lot of things that i i do and i say uh i have no filter you know surprise yeah but uh <laughs> but like dude it, it's funny like even even me being in these situations before i've been like man i can't fucking wait to kill somebody i can't wait to kill somebody right fuck yeah and a lot of us are like that and then the one day that shit happens and you got to run up and get close and personal and do what you got to do. Like as you're running, you're not running like fuck yeah, you're running and you're almost like slowing down a little bit as you're running. Cause you're like, fuck, like what's about to happen. Right. And, and it's funny, you get put in these situations and you better believe you're not just like fucking yeah. Like there's some people that I have met that are all about it and they're fucking out of their fucking mind. Great. Right. More power to you. But I feel like the average individual, uh, kind of, you know, you're not going to just, it's it's not I don't know how to explain, it, man. It's not normal to just run up and fucking like yeah, fuck yeah, let me just murk, like, you know. And so yeah, th- this book talks about how it affects people and how it changes people, and it's kind of cool uh, going through these experiences in the Marine Corps and then having gone and read the book and yeah. kind of seeing it firsthand. Like you see some of your friends, they're very like nuke the whole Middle East, and they still haven't let go. We were there for for freedom and weapons of mass destruction, and they truly believe in their mind. Because they're holding on and they have to and more power to you, brother. And then you got people that go the other way and they just smoke a ton of pot and they're hippies and they're like, war is fucking so dumb. And you see that, but we're all our own person. But after these experiences, you know, you, you got to deal whatever it is that you got to do to keep going in life, you know, so you don't fucking kill yourself. Yeah. You got to do it. Because right? a lot of it is that adrenaline. It's like, yeah. it's like doing drugs, man. And Matt, I think Matt talks about that in his book, right? Yeah. How like, actually, actually it's in the first chapter. I won't get into what it is because the publisher doesn't want us leaking anything. But uh, in, in short, basically, and everybody knows this, it's been there, but the adrenaline shock that happens after the gunfight, like yeah. you, your body is depleted of all serotonin and adrenaline basically you're sleepy you're like man yeah. i'm really tired just, when you wake up like it'll be a gunfight and then there'll like 20 30 minutes whatever 10 five minutes no i'm not sleeping but you will fucking feel even if it's a, there's a lull and you're still kind of in the gunfight it's just you're moving around or something else is happening at that time you feel like you're fucking dying dude it's like waking up the next day after doing ecstasy any any crazy That's experience like really yeah it's fucking weird even if you go through like uh a city and you just keep finding bombs and caches and blowing them up. And like, you'll blow up a house. Like that happened to us one time, right? We found a bunch of bombs, threw them in a house, blew up the house. It feels so good, man. Like I remember, it feels really good. It's like, ba-boom. And they're like, hey, be quiet. Con- you know, controlled it. And it blows up and nobody can help it. Everyone's like, yeah. 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 Like, fuck. And you just do that for a couple days. You know, you go through like uh, 
a raid and you just raid for like five days blowing stuff up you might not get a ton of contact maybe some pot shops maybe not and um cool man it's all said and done and then you get back and you're just like you're not sleeping you're just like how am i not sleeping i've been sleeping an hour a day it's because you're wired you know and then you finally get a rest day and you sleep and then when you wake up it's like a come down you're like oh man like and i i wrote a report on like the infantry in in college and the word comes from infantante or infant. Like, it means infant. I believe right. in Latin back in the day, right? And you think about it. They take kids. They take, like, 15, you know, back then, 15-year-olds to fight. Now they're taking 18, 19, 20. Like, these people without logic. Not not that they don't have logic, but just, like, fucking, yeah, I want to go fucking almost die. And that's why they're not taking a bunch of 35-year-olds. They'd be like, run over there and check if that's a bomb. They'd be like, uh. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe not, dude. Maybe yeah. not. Can, can we negotiate the terms of this order, please? Exactly. Yeah, dude, you're uh, right. Because when you're 18, you, you don't think about shit. You just kind of do it. Yeah. You dude. look back on your life, whether or not you went to war or not, and you're lucky you're still alive. You're like, man, how Seriously. the fuck did I make it through that, whatever it was, either driving fast or going to war or jumping off of fucking shit into yeah. rivers or, you know, whatever it is shit. in your life. You look back and you're like, man... How did I live? How did I, I live? I had a uh, a buddy. He's a really good friend of mine now, right? And he was, I think he was like 25 or 24 when he signed up for the Marine Corps. Already had a college education. Was like, fuck it. I want to go fight in the war. And at this point, I'd been on one combat deployment. I was like 21 years old, right? Very naive. I used to be like, go check if that's an IED. And I'd go, hi, hi, corporate. When I'd fucking check, you know, like not even hesitant. And so you got this kid who has a college degree. And he comes to our platoon. He's been in the Marine Corps a couple months. Uh... You know, and he's in snipers with us. And so we got compromised because our battalion, for some reason, wanted us to, like, show that we had a sniper rifle. And then we are like, Jesus we don't want to do this. What? But, yeah, but they're like, we need them to know that there's, it was so dumb. So our team leader was like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to pop up for about a minute. I'm going to scope around. I'm going to pop back down. They're going to know we're here and we're never popping back up. So. Yeah, because the first thing that happens is somebody sees a long gun and, a gl- and glass out there, like a scope, is yeah. everybody, every fucking dude in the neighborhood gets on his phone and says, hey, there's a fucking sniper position up here. Right. And you're going to get yeah. counter sniper fire for sure. So, like it's so uh, yeah, they, they fucking, they have us do this. Cool. So we take a rocket in this house and it's very close. Like I felt the heat from the, the RPG. And uh, I remember I like had started taking my gear off. I got complacent. And, um, you know, not, it's our last mission we're ever doing ever in Iraq. And you just hear, and I kind of open my eyes. And before I can even say, that sounds like a rocket. It blows up really close. Heat hits all of us, right? It's And none of us ran. We looked at each other because we were just so in shock. Like, that was really fucking close. There's no way that's indirect. And we looked at each other and we're like, is that Marines? Is that? Fuck. And we just started running inside the house, right? Because we're in the courtyard. And so this is broad daylight. We all run inside. And I had a uh, machine gun, a, a saw, right? S- uh, squad automatic weapon on that. Uh, mission and i gave it to the guy on the roof so he can look at the only entrance which was a driveway in case if somebody wants to come in we just try and you know handle what we got to handle uh and he gave me an m4 203 right and we switch weapons all the time in sniper um teams or whatever so i run back inside and peach who is the most junior guy in the platoon right he's like just joined the Marine Corps. He's been in a couple of months, but he's gone to college. So I'm, I start panicking me being real. I'm not going to say like, yeah, I was the fucking badass of the day. I was panicking. We all were. We're like, Hey, they're going to fucking, they're going to try and overrun us. Dude, we need a fucking saw on the door. Saw on the door. Where's the saw? Where's the saw? And I'm holding a rifle. Right. But for whatever reason, I panicked and I'm like, fuck it's in the courtyard. Uh, uh. And so I look over to Peach and I go, Peach, 
go outside and get the saw. And in the middle of all of us jumping up and down and panicking, he goes, uh, fuck you. And everybody started laughing. He should have been like, <laughs> he should have been like, aye, aye, corporal. But he just goes, uh, fuck you. And I, wait, I go, wait, 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 wait. You're right. You're right. And he just nods his head up and down and he goes, yeah, yeah. Think about that one, buddy. Think about that one. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you're right. You're right. Guys, we're good. We're good. Call up on the roof. Tell him to get the saw on the fucking driveway. We might get attacked, right? And they, they mortared us like an hour later. Um, like two more barrages of mortar fire. Nothing really happened to us. It was honestly probably one of the funnest missions I've ever had because we found a way to make the electricity work and we kicked the family out uh, so they don't get killed because, you know, we're compromised. And we just fucking watched Iraqi TV and took turns. Our battalion sent us like reinforcements and all we did was take rotations on Firewatch and fucking it was probably the how, funnest How many guys time. were with you then? Uh, initially when we got attacked, there were six. Six, so that's... Like a sniper team is two people. And now our guys did that. Jared's told the story on the show before, but our fucking, uh, in the 82nd, when he was my JTAC that time, um, instead of sending snipers out into the city, two guys at a time doing like uh, offsite exfils and shit like that, they would drive them in a Humvee, an eight man team. So four guys to pull local security and then two sniper teams, all in the same fucking building. Yeah, it's, like, it's dude, hard, man. It's hard. You, they spend fucking millions of dollars training these guys. Yeah, but but what happened was they kept killing uh, like friendly sniper teams, right? Who, who was the, uh, the enemy? The okay. enemy was. Uh, so yeah, they kept killing you know our snipers. And there's a video, man, of uh, the unit that I relieved my first deployment, three twenty five. There's a video of them. They got mauled, man, and it sucks, dude. And they were like videotaping these guys. They're gurgling and you know, boots on their chest and stabbing. And it's just fucking gnarly. And they made us watch this. They're like, this is what happens when you get caught. And you're like, fucking A. And we had to watch this video of these Marines getting fucking, uh, they all got shot. And as they're gurgling, they got tortured, you know? And fucking sucks, right? But it's a reality. Who was, so who was shooting the video? And then why were the, why, why, why did you guys have it? Um, because it was the, the Mujahideen, right? They're the ones, apparently they had inserted the sniper team in the same location over and over again. And so they waited for them. And when they inserted them, <clears throat> there's a video of the Mujahideen filming the whole coordinated attack. And they, they killed everybody, man. They mortared them and they mowed them down. And as guys were like on their dying breath, they couldn't even fight anymore because they were like dying. Um, the Mujahideen ran up and they took this video for propaganda saying all this stuff like death to Americans. And I remember um, there was a medallion on one of the guy's dog tags and it was of a St. Michael. And the cameraman zoomed in on it and he said something in Arabic. I'm assuming like, where's your God now kind of shit. And then he pulls back, he's stomping on his chest, and they like they're toying with him and stabbing him, and the guy can barely breathe. And it fucking sucks, right? And uh they made us watch this in uh well first before we went over there, and then I watched it again in sniper school. And it's not to be like, let's desensitize you. It's like, hey guys, this shit is fucking real. Like, this is what happens if you get caught. And you're like, oh, very well then, let's not get caught. Let's not fall asleep on watch kind of shit, right? And, uh, but the problem was they kept killing these two man sniper teams and four man sniper teams. So now they're like, well, what were they doing? Like complex attacks? It was either complex attacks or people were falling asleep. Right. Um, and apparently there's never been a sniper that fell asleep on watching got killed. Like they weren't school trained, but, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, that's, it's kind of a shitty thing. So what would happen was they would make us go out in six man teams. That's, crazy. That's a lot, man. I mean, I would like. Yeah, it's uh, hard to hide all those like, guys, man. Rangers will do, uh, and I, I haven't. I was never in the Ranger battalion or anything, but uh, I've heard stories of them doing stuff like 
setting up just a, a standard two-man sniper team and then having QRF somewhere nearby. Although I guess if you're in an area like that, that's still a pretty big footprint. So you may as well just co-locate yeah. at that point. I don't but know. it's hard, man. We got to hide everything. We piss in bottles. We shit in bags. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you eat your MRE and then shit in the bag. Yeah. Just put it in your uh, rucksack. I remember, I swear to God, this is a real story. So you're just walking around with the shit in a bag in your in your. Yeah, you, you repack it. Because you can't leave anything for the enemy because you would be leaving target indicators, which is anything which reveals your self-position or equipment to the enemy, right? Which is a debatable definition. It changes over the years. But when I was in school, that is what a target indicator was. I could tell you what parallax was, right? I could tell you the definition of scout sniper, scout sniper mission. How did I learn it? I got thrashed forever. <laughs> they were like, we're going to sit here and do push-ups until everybody knows the definition of scout sniper. So did you guys study last night? And they gave it to us by one day. And we're like, we did. They're like, what's the definition of scout sniper? And you're like, a Marine highly skilled in field craft and marksmanship who start over. And all of us are pushing. And they made us sit there for hours until like everyone down the line said it perfect without fucking up. Right. So this is kind of badass. So I'll never forget until that I could be on my deathbed with dementia. Right. They could be like, what's the definition of Scott Sniper? I'll be like a Marine highly skilled in field craft and marksmanship who delivers long range pre precision fire on concealed positions for, from. Ah, I'm already fucking it up. I'm yeah. getting tongue twisted. But Do some push ups. Right. Yeah, hold quick, on. Yeah, I feel like hold on. Yeah. 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 Hold yeah. On, hold on. <laughs> uh, what, what's a Rocky TV like? Is there Seinfeld? <laughs> Uh, it's a Rocky Seinfeld, yeah. They got, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Kramer. Is there an Iraqi Kramer that comes through? I got to tell you, uh, the Iraqi Seinfeld thing, uh, what's the deal with these airplanes would mean something totally different coming what's from What's the deal with all these airplanes? <laughs> and then a, an Iraqi Kramer comes in. Oh, yeah. there's a fucking bomb out I there. would watch that show, honestly. If they could get the fucking impersonations right, I'd watch that. Well, you know, because they, what they do is they take American TV shows and they flip them around every country in the world, right? Yeah. yeah. So one of the biggest was, then uh, they did a documentary on this guy. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, they I, have a... I hate that fucking show. Is there like an Indian version of it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, huh. uh, there's a documentary about the creator who's got to go around to all these countries and kind of set it up and get it going and, you know, help. So with it's multiple. It's not like Bollywood that's doing it. It's like every single country you can sell to individually. So uh, one of the biggest shows around the world is The Office because it's in there's offices in every country I've, I've in the world. I've seen the Czech office. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's offices in every country in the world. So it's such a basic premise that can mm. play in every different country there is. I wondered on Iraqi TV if they were doing the same thing. or Most of what, the stuff What, what I were you saw. watching when you said you were watching Iraqi like TV? Um, a lot of it, to be honest, was... Uh, American TV with subtitles or... No, no, no. It was like a lot of like people dancing and there was a lot of uh, <laughs> Bollywood stuff. Yeah, there's a ton of that. Right? Really? It's just like some really fucked up... Iraqi music and people dancing and they would watch it. Yeah. Dude, we had a blast, man. Like, I remember because uh, we got the AC to work and it's fucking hot over there. And we were like dancing with each other, like super stupid and gay. We like were dancing with our pistols in the air and it was just funny, dude. Like, for whatever re reason, when Marines are overseas and they're dancing, you can get really like gay with the dancing and you're still like, I'm straight. I'm fucking over here to fight a war and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, this isn't gay. Meanwhile, like, you got a cock in each hand, your ski pole, and down the Dude, I remember seeing yeah. videos of, like, years and years later that I have on, like, thumb drives, and you're like, how are these motherfuckers not legitimately homosexuals, right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with it if they are, but, like, it would be, they would be playing songs like, uh, 
the apple bottom jeans, boots yeah, yeah. with the fur. And the guys would be like dancing like super gay. And another Marine would get in front of him and bend over and grind his ass. And everybody would be like, yeah. And you just, you look back and you're like, how is that not gay? Like, yeah. how at one, what, at what point? And you know, oh, and you've got gay chicken. I'm sure they've talked about that oh, before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Matt and Evan have played gay chicken twice and they lost, both lost both yeah. times. No, they both won, I guess, both times. Well, what was the, what was the verdict? Contact. How'd that shake out? Contact. What kind? Lip to lip contact on both. All right, I think we've gone further. We've gone further. You have a child with one of these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. never said who. But yeah, no. Like it's we actually had a good idea. I think I got, for, I got one of them pregnant. Really? Yeah. And his butt? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> Everybody knows <laughs> the right way. We had this sketch idea where it was uh, two dudes are playing gay chicken, but it just never stops. It keeps going. Like they're making out. Now they're fucking dating. They're like going shopping with each other, have a family, and then on his <laughs> then on his deathbed, the guy's like, uh, one one guy's dying, and as he's dying, the other guy's like, I wasn't even really gay. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> lived his whole life. You win. Dude, uh, you win. When, when I was working in uh, Afghanistan, there was a dude that was a Navy SEAL and one guy that was an SF guy. <clears throat> And they would always like say something. We'd be saying something. They would agree, and he'd go, "Fuck yeah, give me some sugar, brother." And he would turn around and point to his lips, and without hesitation, Mwah! they'd kiss on the lips. And everybody was completely normal with it, right? And I remember looking around, being like, "Dude, that's fucking gay." And they're like, "You've never kissed a man, dude. Come here, come here." And he turns to the other guy. He turns to the other guy. They give each other a kiss on the lips. Mwah! And I'm like, "All right, dude. Like, I get it. We joke, but that's fucking gay." And they're like, "Come here, Justin. Give me a kiss." And I'd be like, "No." And then they said. By the time you leave this project, you will have kissed a man. And I was like, ah, definitely not, man. And so the joke carried on like over the next couple months. <laughs> and they would walk by me and they'd be like, Justin. And they'd, they'd look at me when everybody mid-conversation. And they would just look and lock eyes with me and be like. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, whatever. So it's building. And I remember when I put in my 30-day my notice, right? I put in my 30-day notice. And I remember the dude walks over to me. He's like, you will have kissed a man by the end of your con. I was like, well, it hasn't happened yet. So whatever. I get off the rooftop one time and I start, I start putting my stuff down like, oh, I'm getting off shift. And I start putting away the rifle and my gear. And I look up and I notice one of my buddies from that group walked over. It was like a prison attack, dude. Like he walked over to one of the doors and he locked it. And I'm like, what the hell? And I turned to the other guy, to the other door. And this guy's locking that door. And I look and they all smile. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like I know where this is going. And dude, they run and they tackle me. I'm running around the, uh, the, the you call it a CAC or the CLC. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, so whatever. They're running. They're tackling me. And I'm like, no, I'm fighting them like minutes into it. I'm just moving around. I get exhausted, dude. And they've got one guy holding down each one of my limbs. And my buddy that was always saying it, he grabbed my face. And I'm trying to, like, uh, take my lips inward. Like, mm, And he squeezes my jaw to where my lips pop out. And he kisses me on the lips and goes, Mwah! And as soon as he does it, he goes, you fucking faggot. And everybody's like, oh. And they all just back off of me. And I remember I stayed laying down on the ground. And I felt like I was just like, I was like, no. No. And they were all laughing, right? And so occasionally that guy will comment on my Facebook or on my Instagram. I'll post a picture and it'll be like a super serious post. And it'll be like, remember that time you kissed a man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fucking That's still funny. coming back to haunt yeah. you Like today. years later, dude. That's like banging somebody to, to gain dominance. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. funny. It was funny. Like it was done in a comical manner. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not going to like hashtag me to it. But if anybody ever wants to be like, why are you joking about the hashtag me too movement? I'll be like, because this one time in Afghanistan, <laughs> they held me down. I was a me yeah. too. I was a me too. So do you feel You're a him too? Yeah, I was hashtag I, him I too. I like that. Uh, I want to go back to that 
Burger King thing. Kind of. Why? The, fu- the, the fucking burger? I mean, I've it's been think- crazy. I've been thinking about it. I- I'm really curious. So they have different moods instead of Happy Meal now, right? And you get to choose which Just one you want? Just for the month. Yeah, it's called the Unhappy Meals. You get to choose which one you want. Correct. So I wonder which one is going to get selected more frequently. Probably don't give a fuck. Or the piss meal. That one says piss on it. It you're just says piss? Yeah, oh, pissed, pissed off. off. I see. Yeah, you're a pissed off meal. Do you think people in general are just angry or what? I mean, it's po- I, politically, it I'm, seems like I'm that. I'm kind of like with, with what Justin said at the top, where you're doing something like this, kind of like the Gillette commercial, to gain a bunch of oh, exposure yeah. and attention Absolutely. and all that yeah. other shit. Nike, Kaepernick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like the because if you watch this commercial, the commercial's terrible. It's a two minute commercial I'm sure for Burger I don't, King. I don't even want to see it. Yeah, it's awful. And and you're like, man, what, but what do you say to kids though? I know. Like, like what do you what what do you like when you go to your explanation to a five year old? Oh, I just ordered that. Don't give a fuck meal today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, it's the mood I was in. Yeah. Huh? No, it's like uh, the. Uh, soccer mom pulls up in the fucking Tahoe with three kids in the car. He's like, hey, I want three Happy Meals. Oh, you sure you don't want to go fuck yourself meal? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> what would you want to eat? That's actually a good opportunity. Your mom's like, what do you want to eat? So you'd be like, I, want, I don't give a fuck, yeah. mom, meal. Like, that's what they I They have it, mom. That's where I'm I don't give feeling. a fuck, meal, mom. Now you're in my feelings. The weird thing about today, though, is because I've got kids and my, uh, my I, the grandparents, so they're... You know, obviously my parents, my children's grandparents were there. Yep. The weird thing is with this, the meals like this and the YouTube and all this other shit, you can't avoid music when you go in a car or an Uber or a restaurant. People are saying fuck and shit and all the time now yeah, and it's every o- single it's thing. Over. Like, and I feel like people are more openly profane and talk more openly about sexual shit now than ever before. Maybe maybe that's just my perception because I'm of the circle circle we travel in. Yeah. But I feel like I meet other people in other circles and I talk the way I talk. It's like fuck, 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 fuck. That's how you get recognized half the time by your voice. People who don't necessarily know what you look like, but they listen to the show. Right. And they hear you saying fuck all the time. They're like, Are you Ross Patterson? Are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like and again, maybe it's the circle we run in, but I feel like people are way more profane now than they ever have been. There's more dark, dark humor going on now than ever and Usually, there is because because you can't. It's get digital. It. That's why, it's man. Di- yeah, it's digital. One, but two, you also can't get it. So now, you know, when when things are more readily available, and you have a bunch of comedies and all that other shit out there, you don't feel the necessity of like, oh man, I've got to go hunt and search for this shit because yeah. it's it's everywhere. Kind of like drugs in I, L.A. Because once they legalize weed, nobody cared anymore. Yeah, in, in California, where I like, feel yeah. that this can go any direction, man. Like. Uh, you've got like the hippie movements or it's okay to be this or that. And it's just, everything is so publicized these days because it's all digital, man. If you think about that, mm. like the me too movement, it actually does some really good shit. Right. I know I joke about it all the time, but just in general, anything, whether it's, it's fucked up humor, like you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. And there's people that think like you on this planet, guaranteed. fucking teed. So this is like right now we're on a podcast. I'm saying these fucked up things. I'm like this all the time. Yeah. The people that listen to this, are you know they, they oh man i listen to this this podcast because there's these fucked up people but it's not that we're fucked up it's just that we're reaching out to to people that are looking for this kind of shit what do you right? think yeah. about the phrase digital tribalism what do you think about that cuz that's kind of what it's becoming like you can't find necessarily uh in san antonio it's easy for us to find people who are like us cuz there's a fuck ton of military people here but like just some brand if if you were in the military and you were just a guy like yeah 
like just a normal dude. Yeah, to be able to hook up with people who are really like minded with you. Yeah, I, I I see it more and more in podcasts. So right, because in person, it's like who has time to to have six friends anymore that you hang out with all the time? Unless you're working, it with would them. be you know great. I mean? But if you're working, yeah. you know, and you've got kids and all that other shit, you don't. That's what I love about podcasts, in particular, drinking bros. And we've had this discussion before, but this is you know one time, uh, uh, you know. An hour out of my day, three or four days a week, however many times we do it, that I get to hang out with my friends, talk shit, hear stories I've never heard. I've never heard you tell these stories before. Yeah. Um, you know, when we went out, we've been out to bars and all that other shit, but I've never heard some of these stories before. It's an awesome part of my day where I'm sitting communicating with other dudes having a fucking blast about the same things that we think about, like think are hilarious, all that other shit. Mm -hmm. Whereas I can't turn on the TV right now and find that unless... Yeah. I'm going to YouTube and I'm looking at a podcast. Yeah. And that's when I felt the tribalism start to kick in of like, all right, the comedies that I moved out to LA for to be in and starring and shit are gone. Yeah. They've been now been replaced with podcasts. And with podcasts, it's the same group of guys that I'm watching over and over and over again. So it's like, you know, uh, and look, the half of them have been on this show. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, Brendan Schaub, Fighter and the Kid, Brian yeah. Callen. They're both great. Uh, Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, Brooke uh, Kreischer, that, Theo that Vaughn. Theo's like, great. That new, he's not new. He's been around forever, but. Uh, but that's the uh, thing. All, a lot of us have. Andrew Schultz. Yeah, yeah. That guy's fucking great. But, uh, and a lot of us have. You, you didn't know it because yeah. there wasn't an avenue for us to do this fucked up shit or talk like this. Yeah. Because. Hollywood was like everything's produced by the time anybody sees it in public. Oh yeah, instead of just like uh, way beyond. Stuff, yeah. Um. So yeah, I identify with it more. I find it fascinating that most of these guys are between 40, 42 and fifty five that we're all following now and that everybody loves. Because mm -hmm. typically at this point in your life, entertainment wise, it's over. Yeah, like your career is over and everything you're, else. You're, you're either like, like big or you've moved on. Correct. Now it's just starting. Yeah, with like Tom Segura and them, and then you know. As far as the other show, like Ross Patterson Revolution, it's me and my wife. Yeah. So for three days out of the week, we get to sit down together, have a conversation where there's no phones, nobody's bothering us, there's no emails, no nothing. We talk about life and everything else, yeah. and it's a fucking blast. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. Same, uh, the other side of it, though, is the one that I can't control. That's the one that I'm like, fuck, man, where I feel like a bad parent because I can't control cussing and all that other shit coming out of things. Uh, I mean, my kid asked for a goddamn Michael Myers mask, right? In the knife, like the fake knife. Yeah. And I was like, dude, where, how do you know what Michael Myers is? I've never showed him Halloween. He's five, right? He's five years old. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, I've never shown him Halloween. I don't know where this came from. And I, look, we got it for him because it's a costume's a costume, right? He doesn't really know mm -hmm. what it is. I, he's not going to see those movies for another, you know, five, 10 yeah, years but, or whatever it is. But so I asked and I said, hey, where, where was this? And he's, oh, my buddy's house, you yeah. know? Was just Dude, like, we don't give kids enough credit, man. No. For real. I because, saw plenty of fucked up shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think we all did. You like, know what when I mean? did you start swearing on a regular basis? For me, I was like seven years old. Fourth grade. Yeah, about then. But yeah. Seventh is, is second, second and third grade. Like, I got a bunch of trouble in first and second grade for swearing all the time because yeah. I just didn't care. I was finding shit from my parents. Were you guys? Is that what it was? Or um, where was it? Music and television kid, and shit. Man. Yeah. And I, other kids. Yeah, just growing up in general. Like See, music for me, I, I, man, I don't, I don't remember anybody swearing on an album graphically until Appetite for Destruction 
in maybe NWA. NWA. I, I had yeah. the Doggy Style album, and I still yes, remember it was yes, a yes. red painted wall, like yep. dogs bending over. And my mom, it said parental advisory, and I tried to buy it, and they said no. So I go inside. Mom, they don't let me buy it. What? Uh, why do you want to? Whatever. And she just bought it, right? So I'm fucking a little. I'm a little kid, dude. And it's like with so much drama and the LBC, LBC. <laughs> I'm just fucking murder was the case that they gave yeah. me. Yeah. I'm fucking like nine years key, old. All these latchkey kids now, they fucking. I mean, latchkey used to mean you watch one of three fucking network television stations, right? Yeah, Back which is like we a Burt Reynolds up. movie. Like yeah. You watch Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> yeah, on exactly. TNT. Exactly. All the stuff's edited out of it. Now latchkey means you have access to the entire goddamn internet, yeah. which is a fucking. You can't have that's me. a scary thing. I'm too young for you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too young for you. I remember bitch. being a kid too, listening to Cons, Johns, Con, like Easy E. You know what I mean? Real motherfucking G's. I'm like fucking six, seven years old, like real motherfucking G's. Like. <laughs> I, I got suspended in fifth grade because these girls were passing me notes. Justin is dumb. Justin is stupid. And I'm like, God, why don't these girls leave me alone? Fuck it. And I write down, Britney sucks cocks, dot, 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 wet ones. And I turn around. I don't even know what that means. To this day, I don't know what that means. But I turned around and you I gave it to her. fucking in fifth grade? I was in fifth grade, dude. And, and then she started crying. And I was like, yeah, that'll teach those girls to leave me alone. And then I showed up to, uh, to school the next morning. And they're like, boop, can we have Justin Governor to the principal's office? And I'm like, I wonder what I did this time. I was always getting in trouble, right? And I go down to the principal's office, and I guess she threw it away and told her dad. And the janitor, right, went through the trash, found it. And then the principal's like, did you write this? And she shows me the note, and my heart starts racing. I'm like, I did. And she's like... Okay, so they gave me three school or three days of suspension, right? And I was in the gifted and talented program, and they fucking kicked me out. Tag, yeah, I was yeah. In that. yeah. So, so they kicked me out, man. It was called GT, and all the non-GT kid called us uh, gays and trans. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny when you're ten and eleven. You know, it's still funny until this day. So, like we, like I'm saying, we don't give kids enough credit. Like, do you had other eleven-year-olds? Like, look at the gays and trans walk by, and I'm like, motherfucker, like that's actually pretty good. I see you. Don't worry. I'll I'll be on your side in no time. Let me get kicked out real quick. Right? My, you know, my concern is in the other way, like uh, exposing people at the right age to certain things is, I guess, important. Maybe I think it kids is, are yeah. smarter. We think, but I think uh, uh, exposing them to bullshit, like all the Puritan bullshit about sex, like that there's some kind of intrinsic morality tied to certain sex acts or like if you want to fuck a dude or whatever the fuck like that or like say you shouldn't have sex until you're married like you would never buy a car without driving it first that's retarded right anyways <laughs> there's all this stupid shit attached not just to sex but everything else in life where uh people have mapped their own morality and maybe it worked for them in their one particular situation but there's fucking billions of people guy yeah everybody's a little different their scenario is a little different you can't do that and i feel like kids getting um Parents who don't talk to him openly about shit and very bluntly set that kid up for fucking failure. Yeah, man. Like those are the girls who get pregnant because they don't know about contraception and shit. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, I, I feel the dumb. same way too. It's just trying to guess what age that is yeah. because you know, again, going back to when we knew when we were saying cocksucker, all that other shit. It's like, Wait, man, is that too early or you know? I don't know that it really had any negative effect on me. Dude. I mean, like I, I think uh, young boys probably have a problematic view towards women because it's all jokes. There's no actual sex. There's no like your uh, mom. Yeah. There's, your there's, there's no fucking, uh, there's no practical experience involved there. So it's like, 
they're only all they know about it is that women are the brunt of sex jokes most of the time, right? Yeah, and I think that could probably create some problematic like thinking in a young child for sure. I, from I, both sides, even even for the girls to hear themselves talked about that way. Like I'm not a I'm not obviously I'm not a safe space guy. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. But the way we talk about things matters for yeah. sure. Uh, absolutely, but I I've I want to flip it to the other side. Like like you, you were talking about half the half the episode about dudes fucking dudes. Like we make those jokes all the time yeah. and have for years and years and years. And, and we years. have very very dear friends who are gay people. And yeah, I don't two gay fuck, dudes dude. will never not be funny to me. No, never. I don't know why. I just I think and it's if you fucking... sit down and have a conversation with them, they're more graphic than we are. Oh yeah, like to the nth level. Like no matter what we're saying, two gay guys talking about fucking. It's hilarious. Oh, me. it's it's like the I... best. There was an unaired episode. <laughs> we can talk about this we, now. Oh man, there was an unaired episode <laughs> of Drinking Bros that was the most graphic fucking episode of all time. Yeah, it was the worst thing that's ever. And even, it, I think it was even worse than the two people fucking. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was. It, I, it was close to two hours. Yeah. And there was a, a gay dude uh, named David July who was on it. He's an actor on Brandon Rogers' sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. And he's fucking funny fucking as shit. Fucking funny, dude. And a great dude. And we went down a rabbit hole of like, hey, man, what's the craziest gay sh- gay sex shit you've ever gone yeah. into? And he ripped off he, like... A couple. Uh, 50 people in a room. Yeah, and I was just like, like crazy oh, shit. shit. And it was, yeah. uh, it was super because... <clears throat> I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say he's kind of like us. Like we know that he works for Brandon Rogers, and Brandon is the, one of the most fucked up human beings I've ever met. In genius. My life. He's also, a fucking genius. Yeah, also gay, but we know they have like a crazy fucking dark sense of humor. So we were just like, hey, we got these guys in the room. Let's ask them some questions right quick. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah, fire away for us. Oh man, it was so that no no one can ever hear that conversation. Well, here's so here's the thing. As soon as it ended, Evan Evan gets up and <laughs> he goes, like, "Nope, well, we're not airing that one. Uh, <laughs> delete it. Just go ahead and delete yep, that. Go ahead." And we didn't even get a chance to put it in a folder. You know, like even because sometimes there's episodes that we we record where it's just like too buzz to air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too buzz to air. Where it's like, ah oh, man, we can air this later. Maybe we can save it. Like shit got really fucked up. This one was just. Nope, just got to uh, delete that right now. This never existed. We never yeah. even did this today whatsoever. And just to set the bar for your, for the audience, I mean, everybody knows, live show with two people having sex and you and commentators, the Drinker Bros are commentating on yeah. it. And then there's uh, shit. Dude, there's actually... Um, Justin talking about watching some girl. My, my mom does this. Her kid on a date. <laughs> my mom did this. My mom did this as a joke. She started listening to uh, like the porn star radio. Right, and it's just a bunch of porn stars talking about sex, and my mom turned it on as a joke, and she just she's like, it's entertaining. So me and my sister will get yeah. in the car to go to eat or something, and the radio turns on, and it'll be talking about giving BJ's and this, and we'll look at my mom. Mom, what the fuck are you listening this to? Is she'll be now? like, Yeah, this is yeah. now, and she'll be like, It's funny, and as I'm laughing, dude, it is, man. Like, yeah. you're fucking driving, and you're just cracking up, and me and my sister are like, What is like? And it's funny because it's supposed to be like, but that's your mom. It doesn't fucking matter. They're people. Like, people like entertainment, dude. Mm. And again, people are just so ashamed of, like, sexual stuff in general. Like, well, we can't talk about that. Like, it is what it is, man. You think that, like, 2,000 years ago, people weren't having fucking orgies and doing crazy shit, yeah. you know? That's why That's why comedy is such an important part of yeah. society. It because is, Because yeah. it exposes truths in a way that's uh, a little more palatable than, than uh, if somebody just said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these people are being dicks right now is one way to say something. But telling a joke about how they're being dicks is 
obviously going to be consumed yeah. better and it'll make light of it. And the person who they're talking about might see it and think, yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. Like people make jokes at our expense all the time. Jack, I think they're fucking hilarious. All people, the time. And, people and, been and those porn episodes crush, by the way. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of people who bitch, but like they destroy because everybody is so fascinated and curious with that world. Where yeah. It's just like, hey, the episode you were on. Jesse and I, my wife and I, were at a, a family neighborhood like birthday party, and a, a mom, a house mom, comes up. She goes, "That that disgusting Justin guy, you got to get him back on the show." And I was like, "Oh fuck, for real?" We're out there in the housewife community, apparently. I, and a housewife, dude. And I was like, "No way!" And she goes, "Yeah." He's yeah. talking about those Tinder stories. Yeah, he's fucking. And the the husband was there, and she's. She's wild as shit, yeah. right? Um, but in, in a great way. We live in a, you know, yeah, yeah. a white neighborhood, and yeah. uh, and and she goes, "You got to get him back on the show." And he he literally turns and goes, "Yeah, man." She likes like super crash shit, like really crash shit. I was like, "Do you listen to the show?" And he goes, "No, nah, man, it's too much for me." <laughs> I was like, "All right, <laughs> cool, dude, man." The reason why it's funny is like I'm just I'm saying I'm speaking my fucking mind. That's yeah. all I'm doing. Yeah. But we've been taught like you're saying like yeah. from a young age like you yeah, can't say this, you can't do that. Even uh. Like, you know, even even growing up, talking about all this kind of stuff, my mom, I remember, at 11, I talk about my mom a lot. I was raised by my mom, right? But she, I haven't met your mom yet, but my understanding is she's You might on Sunday, pretty, actually. She's oh, fucking really? so cool, dude. Yeah, like, she's funny as shit. I might have I had seen. a kind of fucked up childhood, but she always was there to fucking feed me and put a roof over my head, no matter, I don't know. It's it was fucking great, man. Like I grew up sleeping on floors till I was eleven years old. Swear to God, right? No living, shit. Yeah, living with different family members. Like, hey, Justin, we're moving again, and I'd be like, awesome. I love moving. And <laughs> having no, you know, I had no clue, but she would fucking work her ass off, and you know, somehow make it work. And these experiences made me, and they're fun, dude. Like I had the funnest fucking childhood, right? Like that's why I was writing those notes. Like Britney sucks cocks. Dot dot dot. Wet ones, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't know what it can means. Can we make it? Don't know. Make a t-shirt out of that Britney, yeah, Britney sucks, sucks cocks, cocks. Dot 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 I want to find her today dude I really want to be like Hey well, do you still suck wet cocks there <laughs> Fucking Britney <laughs> Fucking bitch You got me suspended for three days Changed my fucking life God damn it I was gonna run for office And you fucked me Britney You fucking whore <laughs> No I'm kidding but, uh, Do you know her last name? I don't uh, If we could get her on the show It'd be great We call Jared yeah, I, Jared's I, Oh uh, yeah, virginity taker yeah. on the show. Yeah, this, yeah man. Yeah. But, we're actually going to do some call-in shows. We we should do one. We're setting up a one eight hundred number. Yeah, so that way people can call in and all right that on. shit. But if we can find Brittany out there, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, now's the point in the show. Where we get to the drinking bro of the week. Uh, this is going out to the the Uber driver the other yeah. night, uh, Joshua Daniel Martin. Yeah, he's a former one sixty soar pilot and uh, got into a to a wreck. Somebody hit him. Their fault on his motorcycle. Ended up losing. Uh, the leg, and now he's he's trying it's to get back leg. into it. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to get back into it now. And he also got a TBI apparently, uh, which grounds you for a while from that. So I think he's trying to move into the civilian air air service of some sort, like doing something on the civilian side because it'll be a quicker thing for him. Yeah, hopefully it works out for him. He's a great dude. He said there was only, and I don't know if this is true, but he said there was only one other amputee who went back and flew again is that yeah i don't I, I don't know i haven't looked that up but that sounds right i mean like okay. especially if you're a helicopter pilot you're using f- two pedals on the ground so like if you have a prosthetic that's probably challenging i'm sure they have to hook something up to make it you know gotcha. work work because you have to feel like uh and jared could speak way more to this than i can but you have to feel like vibrations and pedals and stuff like that and it's really sensitive so, so i don't know hopefully he gets back though he's a sick sick ass dude actually 
Go back to pretty that little story. motherfucker too, man. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Almost. almost he uh, drives with what you said. I'm sorry. Uh, he he was our Uber driver the other night. So we we came into town and it was one of those things exactly like we were saying. He had a stick. I, I'm in the back seats and um uh I said fuck you Dan and he just turns around and goes are you Ross Patterson yeah oh shit we love the drinking bros and I was like all right uh, awesome yeah. badass dude. but uh we, we we yeah we hung out with him took some pictures. His Instagram is at the underscore Indian Outlaw, and he was just a great, positive fucking yeah, super dude. Positive. And um, and he was a big fan of the show, so so we give him a shout out and make him the drinking bro of the week on the show. Great dude, man, and uh, I hope he gets back to doing what he loves. Same, yeah. He he's he's he seems to really be into it still. Obviously, I mean, if you spend that much time training to do something, that's what you wanted to do. So yeah, uh, hopefully he gets back in there. For sure. Justin, man, it's a fucking blast every time you come on the show, man. Um, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, just Justin Governor at Justin Governor on Instagram, and my name is the same thing on Facebook. Hell yeah. Spell that at, last name. At Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N, Governor, G-O-V, as in Victor, E-R-N-A-L-E, at Justin Governor. Boom. 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 Did it. Boom. Boom. Uh, for Justin Governor. D'Anthony yeah, and Anthony Holloway. I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. Oh, yeah.